This is the Business on Top podcast. We are back with week four of our fantasy football focus. We're here on a Friday night. We got the NBA finals going on in the background. Guys, how many sports are there? Are you overwhelmed by the volume of sports that uh, we have on any given night uh, because of this pandemic? Yes. No. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Debate this. Okay. I think there is. I mean, how many playoff baseball games are going on right now? It was like there's five, at least five games that were going on. I didn't realize that the playoff games right? started Each. as early as noon. Right. So the, there's that. And then the more, the better. Oh, I, well, we agree. I don't yeah. necessarily disagree with you. Yeah. I'm just saying that at sometimes it can get like a little bit overwhelming because I mean, here's my situation. And I know you, you know, Ben, you know, I'm talking to you. You don't really like the same sports as I do. And PJ, we like some of the same sports, but like for me, one of the favorite things that I have is the French Open. And the French Open, for some reason, is in September. Paris, they have weather in the, in the 60s and 50s. And some of these night matches, you have you know, the players that are all bundled up. I've never seen anything like it. But on top of that, on any given night, not only can you watch the French Open, you can watch the MLB playoffs. You can watch the NBA playoffs. The finals are going on right now. Uh, the NHL draft is next week. You have... Uh, a bunch of other sports that are on right now. I mean, baseball has been going on all day. It's around the clock because they expanded the playoffs, which, by the way, segment for next week, good idea, expanded playoffs. I know some people don't like it. I know the baseball traditions do not like it, but good idea. I like expanded playoffs, but I think it would need to be <clears throat> maybe top two seeds get a bye um, rather than everyone playing. I would rather top two seeds get a bye and then three through six fight it out in a three-game series. I think it's just better that like you conform it to uh, you know, the format that some of, most of the other leagues have, which is when your playoffs are bigger, you have more fans engaged, you have more markets engaged. Um, as, a, as a Mets fan... <laughs> I'm used to missing the playoffs a lot, and usually I'll just tune out if if people in, if the Mets are not in the playoffs. And I feel like probably there are less diehard fans that you know won't pay attention to a sports playoff overall if their team isn't in it. I just think a three game series for baseball, especially with all the teams that are in one through six. I don't know a three game series for baseball isn't really. I think it's kind of unfair, especially if you're putting a one seed versus a six seed, because let's say the six seed has a better ace than the one, you know, and they take a 1-0 lead. I mean, there's just less room for error. And I think baseball-wise, I think it needs to be at least a five or seven game series, like starting from the division series, championship series, and then obviously a seven game in the world. So that's why I think um, first two should get a bye. The wild card round for the three through six seed. I, I think there three. needs to be some kind of incentive for the one and two seed because I don't think it's yeah. fair for the Home Do- field advantage for the Dodgers to like a team like the Dodgers who won pretty much yeah. two out of every three games that they played yeah. this year to have to play a best of three yeah. series just the like same everybody with else. The ri- yeah, like obviously, you know, like at being a Yankees fan, I'm following the AL more, so the Rays are the one seed, and like they shouldn't really have to play the Blue Jays. No, you know, like who, they like, earned the one seed. And they yeah. were, were they a below 500 team? I, yeah, I'm, or if not, maybe they were at 500 or maybe a game over. But I mean, the Rays, I think everybody is sitting at this table, right? VJ can say that they're a cut above the next best team. 
The Rays, yeah. I mean, they're just. From I mean, pi- I, the pitching is key, right? You can and make the argument have, that they're the team to beat yeah, in the AL. Arguably, they have the best rotation. In the at least the American League. Right? I mean, I would say so. I mean, it's a deep rotation, and remember. In the playoffs, really all you need is your top three because right. you have a lot of guys that are, will pitch on three days rest if you need them to. Mm-hmm. I'm just scared, uh, but honestly. <laughs> you know, on top of baseball playoffs, you also have, you know, the NFL. You all have a Monday night game. We have a Thursday night game. And uh, I was just curious for you guys, um, what are some things that you thought about the NFL that uh, you were surprised by or maybe not necessarily surprised by? I am surprised, quite frankly, that it took this long for – there to be a delay or a cancel game because we see that uh, it looks like Tennessee is not going to be playing their game uh, against Pittsburgh this mm-hmm. weekend because they've had some issues with positive tests. Um, I'm surprised that it took this long. I really thought that some at some point within the three weeks we would get some kind of a breakout uh, and there, there wouldn't be a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, with the Tennessee breakout, I didn't realize that. I guess the NFL tests every day but game day prior to this Tennessee outbreak, which uh, I'm not really sure the reasoning behind, but that's what their protocol was. And who knows, maybe if they did test on game day, they would have caught some of these positives before that Sunday, before they played the Vikings. Um who knows? It is but it, it is a little it odd that you wouldn't weird, test on the actual right? day You're of the game. You're testing every day, but game day. That's that's the one day where the two teams mix. Yeah, like the one day where the virus can spread the most because you have guys t- from two separate teams in close contact with each other. And if you're not going to do a pregame, you might as well do a postgame, so at least you can yeah figure out who's positive and then get them separated before you kind of start, you know something that spreads like wildfire between the teams yeah. but uh, either which way i mean vj was there something that you were surprised about or you thought you were spot on i, I remember i know that uh kickers are not as accurate as i once thought that they would be oh, watching no. uh, nba in the bubble <laughs> i think that's going to be one that sticks with me for a while uh, Absolutely. but i think i might distract people from that by pointing everyone to the orioles record uh when we do our next podcast as you guys may know, uh, no pot, no episode uh, seven this week. Still working on episode six. Hope to have that to you soon. But did want to get you guys some good stuff going into the weekend. So we are creating uh, our fantasy focus, which we like to do every week here, except uh, we took a week off on week three. But uh, week four, we were going to give you our studs, sleepers, and slackers, like always. Um, I think we're going to do something uh, next week where we take a look at how we have been doing at the quarter poll. Uh, we'll compare everybody's stud sleepers and slackers uh, up until this point. And I think we'll have some fun seeing how right or how wrong uh, some of us were. It's so and, much harder now. Because uh, but I've, so many injuries, so many like substitute players coming in, and you don't know who. Like It's just a wild card. It is so unpredictable, and fantasy football is unpredictable Absolutely. In, a, in a normal circumstance yeah but when you're dealing with a pandemic and you have no idea who's going to be in who's going to be out on any given day right you don't have a home field advantage like you think that most teams normally would um i thought it was funny week one when there was a lambo leap into just an an empty empty, row row, just fun fun stuff like that next week we probably will also have a um probably a fantasy standings update in our league that we're all in Uh, i would like to do that yeah uh, I mean, it looks like, well, you're in first, uh, VJ, you're in first place right now. 
Yeah, I don't know how, but what's what's been me. the what's been the key to your season? I'm gonna interview you right now. Um, the key to the season is just like role players doing good things. I, I, it, in a PPR league, you gotta pick people who are gonna be getting a lot of receptions. Half point PPR. Half point. Sorry, yeah, half point PPR. I mean, still, I mean, you know, <laughs> um, I just had a couple of big players come in the clutch. Uh, let me see who who do I have that are that really. Who's shine. filling in for you for Christian McCaffrey? Because uh, his his backup, Mike Davis, who actually had a huge game last last game. And I think they're going to keep going with him forward until uh, McCaffrey comes back. But, yeah, he had a... I thought it was interesting that they were giving Mike Davis Christian McCaffrey-like volume. Um, you know, he's Well, they're getting... run first, remember. So... But not just that, but he's getting passes out of the backfield, yeah. it looks like. Well, so, th- so he's their pass-catching back. Like, um, and they just converted him to, like, the, the, the workhorse. It seems the like they really haven't changed their team as opposed to... No. As much as they've just gone next man up and right. said, hey, Mike Davis, you're taking over Christian McCaffrey's role. You may not be as good of an athlete as him. Um, you may not be as reliable as him. But we're going to give the ball to you, and we're going to see how you do with it. Yeah, and I also like to pick people who are good route runners in general. Just because like, if you're a really good route runner on, on any field, like it doesn't matter who's defending you. You can get open. You know, it's – I don't know. Like, I, I have uh, – Thielen, you know, Thielen, Keenan Allen, uh, DJ Metcalf's he's getting there. I mean, he's just a big body that, you know, just has a, been doing well. A nat- natural Wilson. athlete and a yeah. guy who can create space for himself right. just given his strength yeah. and combination of scary speed, too. And then, you know, C.D. Lamb has been decent for fantasy recently. I think he's going to break out. S- solid rookie. Guys, what's your favorite route? I love a good rub route. <laughs> Do you? I do. I enjoy, I enjoy a good rub. Are we talking about football still, or what are we talking about? <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, man. Um, um, maybe, I'll say it's a play call for Madden, so it's Ooh. not really one route, but you got to go with four verts. Oh, Ooh. I was going to I was going to say verts. I, I thought you were going to say slugos. No. no. I love a slugo. Take too long to a develop. Slugo. Four I, verts, you got... You know, you got everyone running goes, but the tight end who, like, is running, like, a deep post, like, 20 yards deep. And, you know, against a computer, all you have to do is either <laughs> wait in the pocket space. or maybe drift a little left, shift that safety off. Nine times out of ten, you're hitting it for a 30. It's easy. If you, have a, if you have a fast cornerback, you can, uh, you know, get the corners to go away. And if they're only rushing four, that's <laughs> yeah, that's uh, easy nine, is, ten well, yard game right there. Is it weird that my favorite is a, a simple, crisp slant route? There's nothing wrong with that. No. Like a five, ten no. yard very slant reliable I mean, route. I'm, you know, I'm good it's with like, it. There's a reason why that's persisted in the game for so long. Right. It's because if you have guys that can cut – Get to the inside, get to the outside, and right. you have a quarterback that can get it to him. That's what works. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about positioning. Yeah. You and, probably uh, you probably could win a football game with just running like slant out. route concepts. Yeah. Like just having guys running slants and maybe like you know You don't yeah, you don't really need you don't really need somebody who can run a fly. Yeah. If you have a creative enough offense, you can do slants, bubble screens, you know, a couple of outs. Uh, you know, you can create a winning system with that. I mean, Bill Belichick has done it for for years. <laughs> yeah, B- Julian Edelman, you can argue, made his entire career basically running off of uh, slants mm-hmm. and outs and curl routes. Yeah, he's not a downfield threat, but he's made a, 
a very solid career at it. There's that. a reason why routes never changed. It's been the same route since the 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 you know the beginning of football because they work. Mm-hmm. And, right. You know, that's absolutely. You just got to get the right guys running the right routes, and that's how you win a football game. It's textbook. All right, let's get to our studs, sleepers, and slackers here for week four here in the NFL fantasy football coming at you. Um, I have the bona fides. VJ has the bona fides. He is in first place. I am in third place. I am in second place in my other league. Ben, how are you doing? Um, You're in the hunt, right? I think I'm sixth in our league, so I'm like – I think I'm in the playoffs. Um, First in – one of my other leagues and middle of the pack of my other league. So, all right. Well, we're gonna start you off. Uh, I want you to give me your stud, Ben Siegel, for week four. Stud from the team Golden <laughs> Taints and the Shanes. Uh, the league season eight. Season eight. Well, season yeah, eight. Let's, let's take a look at the trophy uh, here. Trophy, yeah. No, season nine. nine. Season nine. nine. Oh, damn, Golden Taints. We've been doing this for a long time. I can't believe it. Okay, a wow. ten year anniversary is going to be next year. Golden Taints wow. season nine, week four sleeper or stud pick is Ronald Jones from oh, the Tampa wow. Bay Buccaneers. Wow, He um, Fournette's out this week. Uh, Godwin's out this week. And especially with Fournette out, Jones will take all of the carries that Fournette absorbed last week. Uh, I don't really see uh, LaShawn McCoy eating into that that uh, carry. I actually agree with you. Much. Maybe maybe in the past game a little bit, but LaShawn McCoy is at the stage in his career where he's there's still a little bit too much wear and tear on a running back for him to be reliable. Yeah, he's capped at, I would say, 10 carries maybe a game, but he's not going to get that. Um, I just think Ronald Jones versus the Chargers, uh, no Fournette. I think he's going to be on the field all three downs. Maybe McCoy giving him a breather every now and then. I, I see a big game in Ronald Jones. All right, nice. first place, VJ Patel. Who do you have as your stud for week four? So for team Shiva Kamini Somakanta. Ran out of room on the page. Our, uh, my stud pick of the week is going to be Mike Davis. I'm a little biased because oh. I have him on my team. <laughs> but last week for the Carolina Panthers, he had an insane amount of yards. I, I, don't, I don't recall how many he had, but um, he's their bell horse right now. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to check down to him every other play regardless. So in a PPR league, he's a good player to have on your team. Until CMC comes back. All right, I'm going to go against the grain here. Uh, I have. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be a little bit biased too because he's on my team, but I do have reasons for this, and I will I will uh, prove it empirically. I've got James Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now I know what everybody's saying. You're not supposed to pick a running back on a team that is not very good. But here's the thing: Cincinnati's run defense is horrific. They're going on the road. They don't have to worry about crowd noise right now. James Robinson is getting all the volume. Uh, Mr. Minshew, uh, Florida man Gardner Minshew, uh, was somebody that had a pretty disappointing performance, I would say, by all accounts last week against the Dolphins. Uh, So I think they're going to rely on the toting the rock a little bit more. James Robinson had two touchdowns, and he's starting to look more like an an every down back every single day. So I think he's going to have a big day against that questionable Cincinnati run defense. Now let's go with our slackers. Uh, Ben Siegel, who do you have as your slacker for week four? Slacker of the week? 
I guess was frowned upon before the show for picking a chief, but this is going to be my slacker. Not Patrick Mahomes. Whoa. Is going to be Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Oh. Is my uh, slacker of the week against the New England defense. Um, I just think Belichick, especially in big games, I just feel like his defense is always they come up big, you know. They step up here. Here, here's the thing that you need to know about the the Belichick defense. They will take away uh, your best weapon, and because yes. there are so many receiving options on that team, you can take away an entire dimension if you focus on the yes. run game. Yes, I, 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 that that's mainly the reason why I picked him. I think. Belichick will not let the run beat him. You know, Mahomes is Mahomes. It doesn't matter what you call. It doesn't matter, how, you know, how many times you blitz him. He's creative enough where he's going to put up his yards. He's going to put up his touchdowns, right? But you got to contain You commit the to the rush. pass and you put a spy on him. Yep. And you, then you don't worry about the... Yep. You got you to gotta just stop. I, in my opinion, you got to stop. Don't let the run beat you. Because you know Mahomes is going to put up his numbers. Don't let Hilaire get hot. And then that'll add another dimension to that offense. And, and you suck the Hilaire, defense in, get yep. vulnerable to a play action pass. You it, know, if you establish the run early yeah. for the Chiefs, that takes you gotta their keep them offense. Third and long. And, exactly. You know, um, third and short for the Chiefs is, is nothing uh, for them. I think third and long is your best shot to stop them. So I think. Uh, I think Belichick's going to do everything he can to stop the run, and that's what I think. The uh, only other way I would say to stop the Chiefs is to get rid of that defogging technology on Andy <laughs> Reid's uh, visor and make it so that he cannot see his Waffle House menu play sheet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, VJ Patel, who is your slacker for week four? This is going to be a bold slacker. Um, oh, I have one too. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's hear yours first. Mine is going to be quarterback. Josh Allen of the wow. He's been on fire lately, but I think that well they're going to uh, Las Vegas to face John Gruden and the, the old the old Legion Stadium. And I think Gruden's going to have one of those games where he just shuts him down. And I mean the Raiders have some young guys on defense. Uh actually one of the the cornerbacks on the um the Raiders, uh Damon Arnett uh is Works out at the gym I go to. Wow. Yeah. What, what gym so is that? You want to give him a plug? Uh, Boca House of Steel, led, uh, owned by Eddie. Eddie? I don't even know his last name. i got to ask him. But, um, yeah, but I think the Raiders are going to find a way to stop the Bills uh, from scoring that much. And, yeah, that's my slacker of the week, Josh Allen. All right. You know, that's an interesting one because I think I am going with a kind of a bold slacker too. And this is somebody who gets a lot of volume but I think this is not so much uh, somebody who's going to get a one or zero, but I think it's an expectations versus reality slacker. And that's Zeke Elliott. Uh, Zeke Elliott is uh, somebody who uh, had problems problems with drops during that uh, game against Seattle. Uh, but now he's got a matchup against... Uh, another team that actually plays well against the run, and you wouldn't think that they would because it's the Cleveland Browns. But the Cleveland Browns have been the 25th uh, hardest team. In other words, they are in the top 10 of teams stopping the run. And I think you're going to see a pass-happy Dallas offense. Uh, Zeke Elliott's not going to be as involved. I think somebody that you might want to look for would be a C.D. Lamb that can uh, take the top off of that Cleveland defense because most teams have had success against Cleveland by 
throwing the ball downtown as opposed to just running it straight up the gut. So I think Zeke Elliott, somebody who usually can get yards and gobs, is going to have a pretty hard time against that Cleveland run defense. And uh, somebody that you might expect to score 18, 20 points at a time, it might be an eight or nine point outing for that guy. Now, finally, we go to our sleeper as we close things out in week four. Ben, who is your sleeper in uh, our Fantasy Focus podcast? It's going to be a random one, but I'm going to go with Greg Ward, wide receiver from the The Philadelphia Eagles. Flash. Yes. Greg Ward. They're playing the 49ers, but apparently today he was the only receiver on the 53-man roster to practice today it was him okay by default (laughs) and three practice squad guys sleeper by default i like that one that's what we want um yeah i mean today's friday and today's the last practice day for most teams tomorrow will probably be a walkthrough so the fact that he was the only one to practice today uh seems like he's gonna get a lot of targets (laughs) yeah do you you think the eagles go to a throwback it could just be throwback formation they use the wishbone offense they use a fullback and two running backs and if he's the only healthy wide receiver it very well could be and i kind of hope it's not the wishbone because that means they're gonna be running the ball a lot but greg ward was a former quarterback if i'm not mistaken at houston i believe in college university of houston so if they do run the wishbone, maybe he will get some rushes. Maybe he'll get some throws. But I'm banking on him being the number one wide receiver, Ooh. getting all of the targets, let me ask, all of the catches. Let, ben, I want to ask you this because, uh, you know, you guys played as a former uh, part of the Florida State staff. You guys played Houston in the Peach Bowl, correct? Correct. Was he the quarterback that year? He was. Wow. Okay, so that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's interesting. So and you he, actually got to see Greg Ward play firsthand as a quarterback. Breaks off. So you're rooting it's for like him right now. It's like an understatement. We got smoked to the University of Houston. Yeah. Ben's rooting, but they had a really they had a really good team. Uh, Houston I mean, we did. Sh- we should have beat them. That's no excuse. But they had a, a much better team than um, people ah. gave them credit for. No, and and Houston has a, been a team that probably for the latter part of the 2010s. Uh, has been a team that has contended and played, and I believe multiple New Year's Six games. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Greg Ward's got experience against playing against pretty good teams, mm-hmm. playing in college, and what is his second year in the league right now? Second or third, yeah. So, so potentially Greg Ward makes the drum. Keep an eye on it. That is Ben Siegel's sleeper. VJ Patel, give me yours. So my sleeper is, I mean, a lot of people have this guy rostered, but um, and he hasn't done. He hasn't lived up to his potential yet, but I think Will Fuller of the Texans. Will Fuller V? Yeah, (laughs) V. Will Fuller VJ. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) is going to have his breakout game uh, against the Minnesota Vikings this week. Um, He put up a goose egg against the Ravens. Oh, but he does that, though. But that's the thing you come to expect from Will Fuller in fantasy. But no Hopkins. There's... He did that, but now I think they're gonna establish him as like the actual wide right one. Well, they need to, don't they? Because without a true number one wide receiver, he has all the talent and the right. skills. It's a question of consistency for Will Fuller V. Exactly. It's yeah. I know, think he's gonna break out this get, game, right? Yeah. And he's had a couple of games where he's. You can see that now in the absence of Deshaun, uh, not Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, he's been Deshaun Watson's kind of go-to option. Um, if you're trying to throw the ball at least you know beyond 10 yards because he's tall, 
He's fast. It's just a question yeah. of durability for this guy, and it yeah. always has been. And it's like it's also uh, the only downside is the Texans' offensive line is pretty terrible. So. Bold, bold prediction right now. I'm yeah. going to press you on this one. Okay, go, go ahead. Are we getting the Will Fuller v. 43-point outburst this week? Because you get one of those... You get one of those per year where he gets three touchdowns, five catches, 170-something yards. Is it this week? Um, I don't think they're at home, so I don't want to say yes. Not this Somewhere week. in between. No, I'll figure out another week. Somewhere in between. One. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in between. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, going like to put 25. you on the spot every week from now on. 25 we'll... points in a <laughs> half-point PPR. <laughs> Devo- devoted podcast. Is it the Will Fuller V week? And I'm just going to ask him a question, and he's going to say yes or no, and that'll be the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It'll be an 11-second podcast. <laughs> My sleeper, and this is somebody that has not been on the scene yet this year because he's battled an injury, Debo Samuel, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, he is a weapon Ooh. that they used. You saw him as a rookie out of South Carolina, really make a name for himself uh, in that San Francisco offense as they made the march to the Super Bowl. Uh, struggle with a foot injury, and I know for someone as speedy as him, um, that's a very big dimension of what he brings to the table. But it's a bone injury; it's not a muscle injury. Um, I think he's somebody that, although people think that you know it's his first game back. They're going to ease him back in. He's going to see a little bit more volume because uh, they're going to play it safe with Nick Mullen, throw a lot of short screens, things like that, to utilize his speed. Um, and I think you know the, the way that Kyle Shanahan utilizes that offense, um, it's going to be one of those uh, games where you work him back in, uh, run, him, run him really hard, and uh, you know throw him into the fire, sink or swim kind of thing. Uh, right now they're playing against uh, Philadelphia, who's a middle-of-the-road pass defense, but uh, is somebody that Nick Mullins is probably going to rely on uh, a little bit more than, than most people think. Uh, I know Bryn Ayuk has kind of uh, come on. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Is it is it Ayuk? I've been calling him Ayuk know. all I, year. I Ayuk. All right, well, you know you know us. Business on top, always prepared. Brandon <laughs> Ayuk. I have no idea how the hell this guy's name is pronounced. Uh, Brandon, come on the podcast. Tell us how your name is pronounced. <laughs> But yeah. uh, in, in the meantime, Debo, Debo Samuel is going to be my sleeper for nice. week four. Um, with that, happy fantasy. Turn on your red zone. Crack open a lager or a brandy or a soda, whatever you want. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Have like, a good weekend, everybody. comment, subscribe. You're right. Not just like, comment, subscribe. We are available on Spotify. That is something. That is a thing that happened. We are coming on iTunes as well. But for Spotify... Uh, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. That is how you get us on the radar. So thank you for listening on Business on Top. We will see you week five. Have a good weekend of football, everybody. Stay safe. Stay tuned. Peace.